Daily DVR is sponsored by our presenting sponsor, Cufflinks.com, the men's accessories marketplace. Cufflinks.com aims to drive men to one place where they can find all the accessories they could want to elevate their look each day. Go to Cufflinks.com slash DVR today. Use code DVR20 and save 20% off your order. No minimum. Whether it's Star Wars, Marvel, DC, Disney, all that great stuff, or the sports stuff, NCAA, NBA, NFL, or, of course, the classic wearable art, the amazing high-quality Hook and Albert Oxen Bull, and, of course, their own Cufflinks.com brand. We encourage you to elevate your look when you get dressed in the morning. It helps to make you feel more confident and create your individual style. Go to Cufflinks.com DVR today. Welcome back to Daily DVR. It's been a while. You can, of course, check out all our podcasts at DVRpodcast.com. Become a patron for as little as $3 a month. You'll get archived episodes of Lost Mythos Theory Cast, Lost Revisited Now, updates from Heath about the Star City Murders, his new film that's coming out. We got so many exclusives, so head on over to Patreon.com slash DVR. Help support the show. And I, of course, want to say thank you to all of the patrons. Appreciate you all. Love you all. Hope you're doing well in these COVID times. Uh, It's been a little bit since I have put up a pod. Quick update. Hopefully, I'm going to be having Gareth back. We're going to be talking a little bit about Lost in Buddhism. Um, Ken and I are going to be doing part two of our Game of Thrones, looking back at season eight. And Peter from Australia is going to come on to talk about Married at First Sight Australia and other reality. I've been waiting to have him on until the show ends, and it's still on. Literally, the show is like 32 episodes long. It's insane. It's been on for like four months. My wife and I were just talking about this. It's crazy. Uh, But when it's over, I'll have him on. And before we start the show, I just want to give a quick shout out to Sean Gallagher, my good friend and former co-worker at World of Video. You've heard him on our Veronica Mars podcast, and he has a new podcast called Words and Movies uh, with another gentleman named Claude Call, and it is fantastic. It's everything you want out of a film podcast. Sean knows everything. He knows about production. He knows about editing. He knows about marketing. He knows the business side. I mean, they talked about 2001. They were talking about a bunch of other movies, Do the Right Thing. It's just, it's such a great podcast. If you love film, you've got to listen to it. Words and movies. I'm going to put a link to it in the show notes. All right. I have blabbed enough. Today, we're going to be talking about the Emmys, and I have two very special guests, my main man, Heath Solo, and a man that you just heard talking about Serial with DJ Tim Hines on the last podcast. He is the host of One Mike, his new podcast, as well as What Up Doe Pod. It's Michael Lacombe. Mike, how are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm excited to be back. It's been a while since we podcasted together. Um, I've been thinking a lot about the Emmys and all the great shit that we've been able to watch over the course of the past year. So uh, I'm excited to talk about this. It's going to be fun. Yeah, man. And I have to say, I've been listening to one mic. I really like it a lot. I love it. As a matter of fact, I'll use the L word with you. 
Um, oh, I'm flattered. <laughs> you really, you know what, dude? You changed my mind on the boys because I wasn't as into this season, but you put it in perspective just talking about how hey, they're giving other characters a little more space to breathe, a little having a little more to do. And I was thinking about, I was like, you know what? That's that's a good thing to do in a second season. So you kind of brought me back around on the boys. So everyone should listen to that podcast. Oh, cool. I'm glad, I'm glad you liked it, man. Yeah, the boys has been really, really fun this year. I mean, it's always really fun, but yeah, I, I'm really enjoying that. And I'm I'm looking forward to to checking out a new episode this week. Yeah, baby. That's right. Yeah. Raised by Wolves. Two episodes came out today and the boys later tonight. But speaking of the boys, it is the boy, the man, Heath Solo. How you doing, pal? Hanging with the boys. My little <laughs> inner top gun for you guys. Oh, well, what's a podcast? I don't know, follow Mike. I don't know. I'm <laughs> uh, glad to be here. It's exciting. Emmy time. Looking at the list, though, I'm like, oh, Handmaid's Tale is on here. Wasn't that like three years ago? Uh, yeah, I know. But I was like, when I got the call, I was like, we're doing a pod, Emmy pod. I said, sign me up. I was just reading an article about the Emmys, and I thought that they were going to do a um, like pre-recorded routine, and ha- and everyone was going to know in advance, and it was going to leak. And I just read an article in the Hollywood Reporter that I'll put in the show notes, and they're not. They're going to have like a hundred and thirty-eight people in like a hundred different countries live with Jimmy Kimmel at the Staples Center. And there's supposed to be a few guests with him that are there. I'm sure it'll be like the best drama people or something like that, you know? Um, and they're actually trying to do this whole thing live. Wow. Uh, yeah, which is supposedly, like I was reading the article, and I guess I hadn't been paying attention, but it's like the biggest Zoom, like live internet thing that has happened since COVID, uh, you know, landed upon us. And that made me want to watch it more. Cause usually I want to watch, but I was a little bit like, man, I don't know if I just want to see like, you know, tape. Hello. Am I on, you know, like, Hey Jimmy, like all this taped shit. I want to see it mess up, (laughs) you know, and like kind of do different shit. But, um, you know, Heath and I always talk about how we watch it, uh, with our, uh, with lady solo and lady Folo. Mike, are you a watcher of the Emmys? Are you a person? Do you and the lady sit down and like watch all these award shows together? How do you usually watch this thing? So my history with the Emmys is brief. Um, I didn't really actually get back into heavy TV watching until around the time the Game of Thrones came out. And then I kind of went back and watched older stuff that came out when I was on like a TV hiatus. But um, so I didn't watch the Emmys too much up until recently, but I watch pretty much every award show that is TV or film based. So, yes, I will be watching it live. And yes, my wife and I, we, we watch them together because we we watch all our shows together. I mean, I have things that I watch that she doesn't and she has things she watches that I don't. But anything that's going to be an Emmy nominee that we have likely watched it together. So we have a vested interest in, in how it plays out. So, yeah, we'll definitely be watching live. Yeah. You, you you and Lady Solo going to be cuddled up in Burbank watching this solo? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I haven't watched a live award show in a while except for the Oscars. Usually we'll record them, watch them later. Uh, it will, 
Unfortunately, there is Patriot Seahawks on tomorrow night, uh, Sunday night. <laughs> so I don't know. But uh, yeah, uh, I we'll probably check it out. I, you know, I don't know if I'm going to watch it live though. I, I don't know. But because we're doing the pod, I'm gonna maybe. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I might even have to change my answer. When it's to, it's this Sunday. Yeah, it's this Sunday night. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, the only reason I'm thinking that, I'm like, well, I, I, I watch Lovecraft Country right at 9 o'clock, so there's going to be some conflict there. Yeah. So I don't know which one which one's going to win out. But I'll, I'll, I'll probably be watching it on Sunday. I bet Maybe you not live. HBO but will probably it. release that early just so because they want you to watch them win shit at the Emmys. <laughs> right. <You know? laughs> yeah. They always do that, right? Like they 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 released two weeks ago. They released it early when it was like uh, Labor Day, right? And it's like, what the fuck yep. was anybody doing for Labor Day? We're all stuck inside with COVID. Like you didn't need to release that early <laughs> HBO. You just wanted to get an article written. It's released early, you know, and then people are talking about it. Um, so I wouldn't and, be surprised. And and Amazon did that with the boys too. They put it out. Uh, a little bit early. Like I think they put it out on Thursday instead of Friday. And then Friday is also when HBO put out Lovecraft. So it might've been like a knee jerk response to Amazon putting their thing out early. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they're all doing that now. Like what kind of a release schedule do these shows have? The boys supposedly was, it was Kripke, the showrunner's idea. He went to Amazon and he said, look, we're in COVID if you drop this all at once, people are going to talk about it for one weekend. If you drop like mm-hmm. three episodes yeah. and then do one a week, people will be talking about it for two months. There's nothing else on. So Amazon yeah. did it. Um, and and uh, like the same thing with HBO doing Raised by Wolves, but they're releasing two episodes a week, which is weird. You know, they're just yeah, and then, of- the, and then what are they going to do with the next ones? Because like now they've got seven out presumably there's three left are they going to do two one are they going to release the final three next week yeah i don't don't know i don't know man you guys love this kenny Loggins show (laughs) (laughs) raised by wolves is that a kenny Loggins song (laughs) it could be i don't know this is kenny Loggins is taking over the universe you got it you haven't seen that yet solo no i unfortunately you know, with sports and trying to watch things. And I watch weird things. Like right now I'm watching finally man, uh, manhunt the Unabomber series with Sam Worthington and, uh, Paul Bettany. Yeah. I watched like Um, three (laughs) episodes of that. It was pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. And I've been catching up on Peaky Blinders. So I haven't been, um, I still love craft country. I still have that all on my DVR. So I'm a little behind, right now and all mixed up but uh, the boys i definitely because i i love my boy cal urban so i got <laughs> yeah. oh yeah. carl was his name cal, carl. Carl, urban. Carl. I carl i didn't know if you were saying cal or carl with like a boston yeah. accent like cal yeah right i don't know because i've been listening to this podcast called uh it's a canadian podcast called i forget somebody i know i forget what it's called but they the first season is about that cult in Canada, in New York, the Allison Mack, uh, the Smallville actress. Oh, yeah, The Vow. That's something I've been watching, too. I wanted to look into um, that. I haven't watched it, but... Yeah. Oh, is there a show about it? Yeah, is HBO. It? Yeah. HBO has a docu-series called The Vow. Oh, 
Because yeah. I've been, because yeah, this pod's like a few years old, but it goes in depth because the podcast hosts, like best friend from like middle school, just like after 12 years got out. So they interview her and stuff. So I've been like immersed into that. And I still can't believe our little Smallville girl was crazy and doing crazy stuff. Dude, you, you, you uh, really need to watch that documentary because the way that they did it is, and Mike, you haven't seen any of it? No, I, I was just looking at it yesterday, okay. actually, thinking like, oh, I might want to start this. <laughs> it's really fascinating because I like the way they did it because what they did is you follow two people who got out of it and they, mm -hmm. as they recount the story to you. So I like the way that so many of these, because they're based on podcasts or something, they, they have the, the, either the podcast people or it's about the people who are making it. You know what I mean? Like they're in like the mm -hmm. one about Patton Oswald's wife. And it was oh, really yeah. about her too. This is just about that freaky fucking cult. And you're just watching these people who were in the cult. And then like two days later, they're like, this is the worst thing ever. How could this happen? <laughs> and you're sitting there going, motherfucker, you were the one who brought the person you're talking to into the cult. <laughs> what are you talking? Like, yeah. it's really interesting because it really plays with your, the level of empathy that you have for the people involved because they're all rich, good looking. And the, and the guy who's the head of it is like this troll looking motherfucker. And he's saying the stupidest shit. Like we are all stars and like stuff that like, you know, you hear in college when you're smoking weed and you know, there's that dude who got to tell everybody what, how the world is run. Right. Like it's just, <laughs> it's, he's nothing special and it's just, it's re it's really, I think they did a really good job with it. Hmm. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm, I'm definitely going to be checking that out, but don't join the cult guys. Cool. <laughs> I'll yeah, try. no, no, I was thinking, <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Cause even the podcast is like, I was in it for 12 years and oh my God. Yeah. And I'm like, it took you 12 <laughs> years, even the exactly. lawyer of that, Keith, of that Keith guy, that leader was like, the lawyer's like, these people are, aren't like from poverty and have mental yeah. problems or whatever. They're like people that have money or are educated and, and, and they're all of a sudden said they were brainwashed. I mean, I don't want to, you know, bash anyone who's got brainwashed into a cult, but, but it's just weird because <laughs> it's not your typical story of, yeah. you know, wild, wild country and a lot of those, exactly. uh, the Koresh stuff. Yeah, that's, um, that's interesting that they made that point in the podcast because that's something that they point out, but they don't, it's just present. Do you know what I mean? Like it's part yeah. of what you, if you're thinking about that, you're going to notice that. But uh, yeah, it's really, I, I thought it was really good. I, I liked it a lot, but um, all right, let's get back to uh, what we were talking about. We were talking about the, uh, the Emmys. Um, this year, how do we get down that road? Am I forgetting something or should I just start talking about the Emmys again? No, we're talking about Kenny Loggins, I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> so back um, to Kenny Loggins. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, Kenny Loggins, what a guy. Um, I first heard <laughs> I mean, him. Oh, wait. Uh, no, okay. So Netflix. Caddyshack. This, you know, I, I was going to show that to Lachlan, but I was like, no, you got to be like probably early teens for Caddyshack, right? 13, 14, yeah, I would yeah, say. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. That's like, yeah, all those ones. But then again, we watched stuff that kids probably today don't, you know, they would say it's bad, but then you yeah. on YouTube and it's much worse what they're watching. 
Um, all right. So this year, let's see. This year, Netflix has 160 nominations, which is ridiculous. The previous record was set by HBO last year. This year, HBO has 107. So we're going to be talking about a lot of Netflix and HBO shows. I think, Mike, you highlighted that. Did you want to say something about HBO? Yeah, I wanted to say that I'm shocked that they <laughs> that they came in a distant second. Yeah, I, I, it's 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 got to be just out of sheer volume of content that Netflix is just racking up more nominations because to me HBO is performing at its peak right now. So it, it's shocking to me that HBO is not only second but second by a distance. But then I also think too, like if you put if you look at HBO, HBO might put out we'll just say 50 things throughout the course of a year. And like right. 48 of them will be awesome. Whereas Netflix will put out 5,000 things and 48 of them will be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, so it, it, got, it makes sense. It makes sense. But I, I just, I just, I highlighted that because I was like, wow, I can't believe HBO is second when HBO is at a point where they're like batting 800 and, you know, but Netflix is putting out <laughs> so much stuff. So it makes sense. Yeah. But you know what? We might see it. It's, it'd be interesting to see next year. Because now HBO Max is dropping stuff like Fire, they're, and they're also going back yeah. and pulling out a lot of uh, foreign stuff that hasn't yet shown over here on Netflix. And you know, there's a lot of good stuff dropping, but you're right. It also has to do with, I think, and Sola, you might have something to add to this, which is that Netflix spends a lot of money on getting into the Emmys. You know, and they spend a lot of money getting into the Oscars and the Golden Globes. So HBO, I would I would hazard to guess that Netflix had to outspend HBO by like double to get those 50 more nominations. I mean, I guess it'll be worth it to them because they go on their name. Um, But I think that, you know, it's like you said, Mike. You do think of when you think of HBO, you pretty much think, you know, whatever is going to be, it's going to be quality. It's just a, it's just a question of whether or not you're into it. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Netflix, they'll drop a bunch of shit that you're into, but then you watch it and you're like, that ah, this is just, this isn't good. Yeah. I will say Netflix is doing a phenomenal job with docu-series though. Like it's like every time they put out some sort of docu-series, I get like a notification. It's like, this is something you might like. And I'll look at it. I'm like, Fuck yeah, that is something I might like. <laughs> yeah. And then I watch it. And then I watch yeah. it and it's something I like. So Yeah, you're right though. Um HBO, like if Netflix only did the amount of shows HBO did, there'd be no contest. No, I mean, not at all. Let's break no. it down. Yeah. True. So but you're right though. Like I, I still love Netflix because you're right, because like there's so many docu-series that I'm because uh, you know, back in the day I would have been Axel, I need to watch something, and he'd tell me you know, watch the staircase, all this. And then it's like, now I can just go on Netflix and everything's there. I don't even have to call Axel anymore yeah, to ask him what to watch. See, I don't get any calls anymore. <laughs> I probably, I'd, I'd probably think it was the wrong time zone anyway. When you called me, I'd be like, why are you calling so early? <laughs> <It's a problem>. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's noon, Axel. No. Yeah. But yeah, Netflix, they had the docu-series good, but HBO is getting in that too. I think if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. That just today they dropped like a three or, or maybe it was Netflix, a four episode. I think it was Netflix, actually. I'm wrong. Uh, about the Challenger uh, disaster. Yeah, that was, 
Yeah, yep, that was on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. and I want to see that. I was like, see, this is what I'm talking about. I love that kind uh, of stuff, you know, going back and looking at that. Um, but yeah, Netflix is really, they're doing it. And uh, let's just, let's get into it. Uh, let's yeah. start off with, now we're going to go through, we'll mention the categories. Some of them, you know, we chatted before about what we've seen and what we're interested in talking about. So we're not going through everything. And of course, you know, they've already been giving out awards virtually. I think it's the past three nights, the creative arts Emmys. And that's where they give out, you know, best cinematography, best director, best, best episode writing, you know, things like that. Um, Oh, wow. Yeah. And so far, yeah, I'm surprised by that from what I, they, you, I mean, they normally do this, the creative arts Emmys, and then the big ones are here. And sometimes they even mix it up and they've already given out the award, but then they bring the person on stage and kind of do it for them anyway. But this time, Everything that goes on on Sunday is going to be not announced previously. But the one thing I did read from the creative arts is that the Mandalorian swept all of the special effects, cinematography, like all those categories they swept. Which doesn't surprise you. Yeah, that's cool. Did you guys both see that, by the way? The Mandalorian? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just saw the pilot. I just saw the pilot. I don't have Disney Plus. Oh, okay. Um, oh so, yeah, I own everything that I had because <laughs> I'm a Blu-ray crazy person. But I do want to see Mandalorian. But I just we have 82 streaming services. Uh, I don't know. I'm hoping. I don't know if they'll ever release it on Blu-ray. But yeah, I'm behind the times with Mandalorian. Sorry, Star Wars peeps. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Glenn. Um, yeah, basically. Sorry, Glenn. Sorry, Sorry. Glenn. Uh, all right, let's start it off best comedy. And we actually probably some of the stuff we're not going to talk about is a lot of the comedies, but this is for, this is straight up best comedy curb your enthusiasm dead to me, Netflix, good place, NBC, insecure HBO, the Kaminsky method uh, again, nominated and actually won. I think it might've won twice best, uh, the, the, uh, Michael Douglas, show on netflix which i watched one episode of it's executive produced by the guy who does um two broke men or whatever the hell that show was called two and a half donalds uh the marvelous two broke girls yeah two broke girls he does that show too uh the marvelous mrs mazel schitt's creek what we do in the shadows um let's start off with you solo what do you think who do you think is going to win what do you have to say about this category uh, the one thing I got to say is I don't watch much comedy, yeah. <laughs> evidently. <laughs> um, I find it interesting, though, that there's one network show nominated, The Good Place, yep. uh, on NBC versus all the streaming and stuff. Um, I heard What We Do in the Shadows is really funny. Someday I will. Uh, it's probably going to be The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Doesn't that win practically every of that or Kaminsky Method? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I I don't know. I, I mean, with comedy, honestly, I watch Mom, uh, old reruns of The Office, and Three's Company. That's really my comedy right now. <laughs> Three's Company? <laughs> oh, I love Three's Company, man. That's, oh, it was a great gold. show. Yeah, no, but I just uh, – we actually, me and my wife have been – because I have every DVD. We, been, we started at the beginning. So we're in like season five where Suzanne Summers had a contract problem, wanted more money. So they just shot one scene with her at the end of the show where she phones Janet or Jack. It's weird. 
It's very weird. I don't remember those episodes, but yeah, that's basically the comedy I've been watching. Come and knock on my door. You've been waiting for Kenny Loggins. That is like when I think of when I was a kid and I was and I used to and someone would say like I come from California. I would always imagine that they if they lived in an apartment like uh, Jack Tripper in them, like that was just so oh. like California to me. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, someday I'm gonna re. I'm going to recreate a living room just like Three's Company, and I'm going to get all the furniture and everything. Yeah, can you have <laughs> Janet and Chrissy in it too? Hey, you know, hey, I mean, they're a little older, but hey, we'll take them. I'm, okay. hey, I'm 47. <laughs> um, you know, I always liked Janet. I always liked Janet. She was my she, she was my gal. Underrated, yeah. underrated, I and I love that really zero. Cute football jersey she wore yes what what age range what age range are they in right now uh like, i feel like suzanne summers is like pushing 70s. 70 or something yeah they're they? in their 70s yeah oh, okay yeah, yeah definitely um, yeah yeah from this category i mean you know it's interesting because with comedy these days there's so many things that aren't really comedies you know like marvelous mrs Maisel is very dramatic Insecure is kind of a comedy. It's funny, but it's also very dramatic and emotional and meaningful. I mean, really, Shit's Creek, What We Do in the Shadows, Curb, and The Good Place. I mean, even Dead to Me is really kind of a drama, too. Um, I like Curb. I hope Curb wins. But I think you're right. Probably Marvelous Mrs. Maisel will win. And What We Do in the Shadows, if they won, I would be really excited because I love that show. I love everyone involved with it. It's so funny. It's just, it's people you haven't seen before. You know, if you're tired of everything you tune into, it's people you've seen before. When you watch what we do in the shadows, you're going to be like, holy shit, there are a lot of funny people that I never heard of before. And it's just a great show. It's fantastic. Hmm. I'm going to have to check that one out. I started to watch it. I started to watch it and I was incredibly fucking high and I fell asleep on it like <laughs> 10 minutes in. So uh, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, but I've you... seen I've seen a few episodes of Shit's Creek and I've been hearing a lot about that show. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that pulled off the the upset victory. Yeah. It's it's gaining a lot of traction. Good point. Um, oh, point. good call. Yeah, and it was I, the final season. Seen... You're right. Oh, it was the final season? Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I have, but I, I've only seen maybe I think maybe I watched like the first three episodes or so. It seemed okay, but um, I know I'm I'm far away from being caught up on that. I haven't seen uh, the marvelous Ms. Maisel. Uh, it's on my wife and I's list, but we haven't gotten to it yet. It might be next, but um, yeah, I haven't even seen that. But I've, obviously, it's nominated every year, so uh, it's got to be really good. So the only thing I've actually seen in its entirety is Insecure. Um, and I did think that this was probably the best of Insecure's four seasons, but I just, you know, just going off of word of mouth and hype and all that good stuff and just, just chatter across the internet. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking it's probably going to be Maisel, but I, I would not be surprised if Shit's Creek pulls off an upset just, just off of sheer popularity and word of mouth and just where I've been hearing about it. But I've been hearing the same about what we do in the shadows too. So, yeah. um, I, I would take either of those as a sleeper pick, but yeah, I can't can't speak on those. But I could speak on Insecure. It was dope, but I, I I doubt it was I doubt it was a winner among what what eight eight nominees. Yeah, yeah I doubt it was the best. 
Yeah, I, I, I doubt it was the best of the eight. So, Yeah, these are all good shows, uh, save the Kaminsky method, which is terrible. I, I watched like an episode of it, and I got halfway through, and I was like, I can't even watch I just, okay, I got to finish it. I just think it's just kind of schlocky. It's not really – it has a place, but I just didn't think it was anything special. But I like it when, you know, things get a little boost – and uh, even The Good Place, I didn't think the final season was fantastic, um, but I'd like to see you know them take home some awards. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Let's get to the good stuff. We're, we're going right yeah. to – I'm just going in the order that these were. So we're hitting best drama right in the beginning here. Um, Better Call Saul, The Crown, Netflix, Handmaid's Tale, Hulu. Killing Eve, BBC America, The Mandalorian, Disney Plus, Ozark, Netflix, Stranger Things, Netflix, Succession, HBO. So interesting drama category. Once Game of Thrones drops out, um, yeah. I can think. What else? What else is wasn't available to be nominated? But I mean, there's so many great dramas. Um, I th- and actually, we were joking a little bit about The Handmaid's Tale, I think, before. And if I'm not mistaken, this is the same season that it was nominated for last year. And it's just what? like a couple episodes. Yeah, because it's like when I think it's from June to June or something like that. So when the episodes aired, there was a crossover. So some of the episodes from the season were eligible for this Emmys. Either way, I think it's been the longest amount of time since The Handmaid's Tale aired and it's yeah. being nominated. Yeah. But um, this is a good bunch. I, 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 it's a real good bunch. Yeah, I mean, I've watched, I haven't seen all of everything, but I've watched some of and most, a lot of these like full seasons, if not all of it. But uh, it's nice when Game of Thrones isn't there. Yeah, no, I think this is a this is an incredibly competitive category. I I, I haven't seen Succession, Killing Eve, or The Crown. Um, I I know that Succession didn't Succession win last year. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. So I I I I would guess that it having won last year, it's probably the front runner this year. But I like the the new entry of The Mandalorian being on there because I mean The Crown's always there. You know, a lot of these shows are, are kind of always there throughout their the course of their runs. But I thought this season of Better Call Saul was absolutely phenomenal. Um, I thought the Handmaid's Tale season was really, really good, but probably not the best of the three. But I mean, that doesn't really have any bearing on whether or not it should win this year. I thought The Mandalorian was excellent. I thought Ozark was excellent. I thought Stranger Things was excellent. Yeah, me too. Um, I, I don't think I don't think Stranger Things was good enough to win. I don't think the Mandalorian probably is either. So I'm kind of leaning toward just off of, I mean, so well succession because it won last year. So it must be really good. I I haven't seen it, but uh, better call Saul is probably my favorite out of this list uh, followed by Ozark and the Mandalorian. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I know you're an Oz. You've seen all of Ozark, right? Yeah, I've seen all of I've seen all of those all the ones that I've seen I've seen all of it. Okay, so cool. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Solo? I, I'm still looking for Miami Vice. It's not on here. <laughs> Crockett <laughs> oh, okay. and Tubbs were robbed. 
Yeah. No, I, I yeah. Um, okay, so, well, Stranger Things, I thought, was such a great bounce-back season. Uh, that was great. I'm glad it got nominated. I don't think it'll win. Ozark was phenomenal. I'm a big-time Ozark. We binged all three seasons in, like, a week. Uh, that is Jason Bateman. Kudos to you, brother. Killing Eve, we love Killing Eve, but it, this was a disappointing season, and the finale was t- bad. It just Ooh. wasn't good. It was... Uh, it sucks because Jodie Cormier, well, I'm sure we'll talk about she's my favorite. And uh, it, 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 it's a great show, but this was, it, they left it hanging too much. Like, almost like, oh, we're going to do another season. So I was little, it reminded me of that one American season that was very slow and not great. And then all of a sudden the final season was phenomenal. Yeah, that they was knew the they second two, to last season. Yeah. That could have been yeah, like the, four episodes probably. Right, right. Uh but I will say this: I finally, about like a week, ago, a couple of weeks ago, finished Better Call Saul. I'm oh. weird with Better Call Saul. I have to binge it. I can't watch it week to week because I, I got to be in the right mood. But then once yeah. I get going, I can't stop. And what a phenomenal season it was! My gosh, it was. Oh, yeah, man, yeah. So I, I'm rooting for Ozark as a, like the fan popular one. But I'd be fine with Better Call Saul, Saint Stranger Things. I don't watch Succession. Uh, that'll be eventually. I'll watch that uh, when Miami Vice gets nominated next year. Then I'll watch Succession. I hope so. <laughs> um, all right, that leaves me. Yeah, I mean, I have to agree with what is said already. And Mike, you pointed out Succession is like the critic favorite, um, mm-hmm. and it's kind. I would think it's probably going in got the uh got the lead and who everyone thinks is going to win but i i have to say this it really is a great list i watched the first season and a half of ozark and though i dropped off from it i didn't think it was bad it was just so frenetic i wasn't kind of in the mood you know what i'm saying and i just went on to something else and i plan on some point going back to it it's a great show mandalorian it's awesome. I mean, it wasn't a great see. It's a great show and it's fun and it's Star Wars. But when you put it against like Better Call Saul and Succession and <laughs> even Stranger exactly. Things, like the plot was it, there was nothing there, which I was cool with. But it's just not that deep. Um, so I'm hoping for Better Call Saul because I think that's always the best show on television. I think last season was one of the greatest seasons of tv lalo i mean you every, agree with that every time they introduce a character they're iconic and it's just I, it's amazing i was shocked at how how much i liked lalo like i because just because when you introduce new characters kind of like late in the shows run like that it's like this is what didn't they announce that there's only going to be two more seasons or something like that uh i this? think this is the last season coming up Oh, yeah. Okay. I feel, okay. But yeah, like, so introducing a new character kind of late in the run like that, I assumed he was going to be kind of like a, you know, a one, one or two Me episode kind of guy. Yep. And they kept bringing him back and he got better and better. I, like Lalo was a, a strong introduction into not just better call Saul, but the breaking bad universe. Like he, Lalo is the shit. <laughs> that was a really good character. Yeah, he's I'm, the I'm, best. I'm pulling for better call Saul for yeah, sure. I think we, are, yeah, I, I love it. But again, if any of these other, and with Stranger Things, just like, I love what you said, Solo. What a rebound season! That was actually yeah. my favorite season of Stranger Things. 
I thought it was exactly I, what I, the show I'd should be. That. Yeah. Right. I agree. It was great. And uh, Killing Eve, I dropped out after the second, uh, like three episodes into the second season because I could, and then having read about it, I know they changed showrunners. I think it really was imagined as one season and then it just kind of kept on going and it, and it just wasn't enough to bring me. I love, that was also my favorite season of Handmaid's Tale. Shout out Gina. Um, and I would, uh, what up, Gina? yeah, if it won, I would be happy. So all of it, even the crown too, like good stuff, but better call Saul is, is where it's at. All right, let's move to, um, one, which is, has some interesting, and we were talking about this before too, best limited series that they kind of keep this limited series, series, mini series thing going just so they can have more categories. So people pay attention to them. Um, so, I mean, we think most of these are only going to be like one season, but then you kind of never know. Um, but these are all great shows, little fires everywhere. Hulu, uh, Mrs. America, FX, unbelievable Netflix, unorthodox Netflix and Watchmen HBO. So, um, what, what's that five in this category? I watched Watchmen, unbelievable little fires everywhere. I didn't yet watch unorthodox, which I want to watch, which I believe is about a girl who is Hasidic in like Brooklyn leaving her community, uh, which I would be really love to watch because I hung out. I mean, I don't know if anybody's ever been to Brooklyn and you go down and they're like these little shacks in front of all the brownstones and the houses. And I I didn't know. I was like, what are those? And then my friend told me, oh, this is a Hasidic neighborhood. That's where they do the diamond exchanges. And they, they have like them in front of their house. And they also, I think it's also because certain things they can't do in their house during, uh, the weekends, for religious reasons. So um, I've been always been interested in that community. Um, but I'm going Watchmen here. Uh, I mean, you have to, I think that was, I mean, after better call Saul and maybe I'd have to replace Watchmen cause it's just one perfect season. I was thinking today, I was like, man, sometimes I'll just think about that show and the mythology that they created off of an existing mythology. And it's just one. Se- they could have done 10 seasons the amount of stuff yeah. that they introduced in that one season, like they could have done a whole season just about um, the uh, drug that everyone was taking. What was that called again? Um, hmm. uh, not, Xanax? No, no, yeah, no. I need some of that after this <laughs> podcast solo. No, um, <laughs> no, not reminiscent. Oh, oh, wait. Oh, wait. Oh, man. It's a, uh, oh, it's leaving um, my mind. Should, no. It's like when you think the past is better than it is. Oh, jeez. Um, My life? No. (laughs) (laughs) Nostalgia. There you go. Nostalgia, yes, yes. I was thinking today, I was like, they could have done, there could be an entire series just based on this, there's a drug called nostalgia. But they use that for like, as a plot point in, you know what I mean? Like, it's just such a deep show. The acting was amazing. Regina, I mean, it was just, I got to go Watchmen. Yeah. I, I, before we even started this category, I almost wanted to go first just so I could say, is there any way Watchmen doesn't win this? Yeah. I, I don't see it. I don't see it. 
Uh, so I don't even really have anything to add to that, man. I don't even think that I don't think this category is going to be competitive at all. Like I'm just I, once they start this one, I'm going to be like, all right, well, Watchmen's going to win. So I'm going to go fill my drink up and I'll come back later. <laughs> I don't no drama in that one for me. It, it's going to be it's going to be Watchmen. Yeah, I'm with you guys. Watchmen. It, it, it's one of the greatest seasons of television of all time. It, it is was I, I'm like you, Axel. I still think about it. Um, I, I'm just so like. Uh, uh, the I don't know the Soup Dragons documentary, unbelievable. Uh, I don't know if I don't know to get that reference. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, oh, unbelievable uh, was fantastic, the, and if that yeah. were to win, I would not be upset. That's the only you know, and I haven't seen Miss America, Mrs. American Unorthodox. Oh, What's that? Is uh, unbelievable with a? Um, is it that uh, crime? Uh, what's, it's about uh, the serial about? rapist. Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. Jokes aside, that I is I am watching very soon. I've been wanting Tony Collette's in it, right? Yes, Tony yeah. Collette. And yeah, I can't. Okay. Oh man, I can't remember her name from. Um, she was on Miss Jackie and uh, Merritt Weaver. And Merritt Weaver. Yeah. Merritt Weaver. Yep. Yeah. I I, I w- I'm saving my unbelievable commentary for later, but. I did see that as well. I wouldn't be mad if it won, but it's, I still think Watchmen is head and shoulders above the rest of the nominees. Yeah. But uh, Unbelievable was really good. But I, I have more to say about that, but we can, we can save it because okay. I, I want to talk about it when we get to the acting category. And I will shout out Little Fires Everywhere, um, Big Little Lies Ohio style. Uh, it was it – was, <laughs> I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Now, Kerry Washington, a little bit, you know – Bring in the uh, kind of uh, vibe from that soap opera ish show. That what's the name of that show? Now scandal, scandal. L- you know, yeah. like it was like at some points it was as if she was in scandal, and um, uh, Reese Witherspoon was still in Big Little Lies, and they both forgot. <laughs> like they were acting in two different shows uh, because their dramatic level was just off a little bit. But it was fun. To watch. It was good. It had something to say, but it wasn't great. It really was a step like down from a big little lies and everything as far as even the camera work and the style. Um, but it was still really good. But yeah, I mean, we all say Watchmen. Let's keep it moving. We're not going to get into best actress in a comedy. It's Christina Applegate, Rachel Brosnahan, Linda Card- Cardin, Cardin. Cardellini. Cardellini, baby. Thank you. Um, You're welcome. Applegate and Cardellini for Dead to Me. Yeah. Tracy Ellis Ross, Blackish, Catherine O'Hara, Schitt's Creek, Issa Rae, Insecure. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I haven't watched. I watched Dead to Me. Uh, I watched the first two seasons of Insecure, but I didn't watch the last season. That's, that was the third or fourth season, Mike. Uh, the last one was the fourth season. Okay, so I have, I'm two seasons behind on that. Um, she's great. I hope she wins just because I'd like to look at her while she's on television because she's also gorgeous. <laughs> um, I love in that show how they play like she's not as pretty as she is, but they do that on TV, you know? Like her friend's yeah. the pretty one, and I'm like, uh, excuse me? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, every show I, I I've done, that's what they do to Mike. I'm like, geez. <laughs> <laughs> They're always making solo, not the pretty. You're pretty to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I used to be pretty. Oh. Now I'm just a 
You feel pretty. You know, gangster. Oh, so pretty. <laughs> um, best actor comedy. We're not going to get into this one either. Anthony Anderson, Don Cheadle, Ted Danson, Michael Douglas, Eugene Levy, Rami Youssef. It would be cool if Rami Youssef won for Rami. Have you, have you watched that show? Yes, I have really liked it. it. I'll say, is it good? Because I was I was intrigued when I watched uh, some some of the trailers for it on on the Hulu app, and it looked like it might be pretty good. So I was thinking about checking it out. Another one that I don't think is a super comedy, but it's a half hour, so it goes in the comedy category, you know? Oh, okay. Um, let's, let's head to Best Actress Drama, Jennifer Aniston, The Morning Show, Olivia Coleman, The Crown, Jodie Comer, Killing Eve, Laura Linney, Ozark, Sandra Oh, Killing Eve, Zendaya, Euphoria. Now, I just want to say before we go any further, the winner here should be Kim Wexler from Better Call Saul. Oh. She's not even Rhea Seahorn. She's not even nominated. And Which is a travesty. It, a complete ridiculous. travesty. And it makes me I'm feel like not this. even talking about this category because of that. That's how strong. Yeah, we all feel that way. Um, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. And it just seems like there are were so many. And we were just talking about unbelievable. You know, there are just so many great roles. It's a tough category. It is. It's a tough category, but it's like, did you need both people from Killing Eve? You know, um, I don't know. You know, maybe. I mean, Olivia Colman. I'm telling you. I'm telling you right now, Axel, you can replace Kim Wexler with Sandra Oh. You can move that out. I mean, Sandra Oh is great, but she's not the Kim Wexler. Uh, tier no yeah, way yeah and it's no good way. good for zendaya i can't watch euphoria because i have an eight-year-old and anytime i think about him becoming a teenager it gives me hives i don't want to watch <laughs> teenagers doing drugs fucking and sending sexting pictures to each other so i'm out on euphoria uh i i, I love euphoria and and that's the reason i wanted to highlight this category i, I don't I don't know if Zendaya will win. I, I haven't seen, uh, I've only seen Ozark out of that group, but I'm, I just wanted to point out that I'm glad she was nominated because her work on that show was amazing. She did a phenomenal job. I didn't know she had that level of, uh, that level of artistry in her. She was amazing. So I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just glad she was nominated. I hope she wins. I don't expect her to, but she was, she did an amazing job. I dug her in Spider-Man. <laughs> That's the only yeah, time was- I ever saw her in anything. This, um, th- th- those are the only times I've seen her. Yeah. Spider Man and Euphoria. Yeah. But, but actually, yeah, she, was, she was great. She did. When I saw Spider Man, I kind of knew who she was because I'm s- somewhat aware of, I guess, what younger people are. I don't even know how old she is. But I, after while I was watching it, I think I even said to my wife or someone, "It's like she's really, you know what? She's she's really good. She brought something to the role, you know." It seems like she almost created a role herself rather than just read what was on the uh, in the script. And Mm -hmm. for a Marvel movie, that's good. You like to see people kind of stand out. Um, Yeah. But yeah, I can't. I mean, Morning Show was great. Love Jennifer Aniston in it. If she wins, cool. But I just can't. I can't get over the fact that Rhea Seahorn wasn't nominated. Me neither. Me neither. Uh Jody Jody Comer, she's fantastic. She's I think one of the best actresses out there, and she's got some big movies coming out finally because uh, she she deserves it. I know Olivia Coleman's a popular 
um, choice. Laura Linney is absolutely fantastic. Um, she yeah. did do some great work on the on the most recent season. Yeah, yeah, she really her game went through the roof. I mean, she's just she's nailed this character down, um, kind of like Laura Dern in uh, Secret Little Lies or Big Little Lies, whatever that <laughs> yeah. is called. Yeah. Um, you know, they're in that zone in their careers where they're just, I mean, they're a step above everyone else. Uh, so, Axel, I want to ask you, how many mm. streaming services you have? You have Apple Plus, too, as well? Okay, so I got Apple because I got a new iPhone. Um, Same. I have Disney because I got it for three bucks a month, and my son watches it every day. He loves it. Netflix, Amazon, because we have Amazon Prime. Uh, I got a little peacock box, so I watch peacock, um, because of my, <laughs> my, uh, sorry about that. Um, uh, the other streaming service clitori was not available. But, oh, uh, I get that for free. Peacock's available. Oh yeah. Well, we're married. That's true. We're all married. Um, mm-hmm. let's see what else. I mean, I, the only one I don't have is Hulu. I had it. Seen all the Hulu shows then? Yeah, uh, because I had it. Um, oh, okay. But oh, okay. I canceled it once. What was I? I don't know. Maybe like four months ago or something. And I haven't really missed it. Once everything, once like things come back, Handmaid's Tale, whatever, I'll get it for a month, you know, or two, and watch it. Um, but uh, I wasn't just wasn't getting a lot out of Hulu. Yeah, I I, I have. I have all of them. <laughs> I have everything you said. Everything you, you said plus Hulu. Yeah, yeah. so I, I have them all. But Hulu is is the least used of the ones that I have. Um, I really only keep it around for once I get caught up on watching new stuff. I can use Hulu to kind of go back and watch some of the things that I've been wanting to see, like like the Little Fire Show, or you know, I, I use it. I used it uh, to watch um, uh, old episodes of Rick and Morty. Um, so I, I use it every now and then. I use, oh, I use it for, um, watching FX shows. Cause you know, FX shows hit Hulu like the yes. next day. Yeah. Yeah. So I use it, I used it to watch that, that one episode of, uh, uh, what we do in the shadows that I fell asleep on. I used it for that. And, um, I used it to watch, um, did you see the, the show called Dave starring that, uh, rapper? Lil yes. Dickie? Yes, I did. I, yeah. So I used it to watch that as well, which for the record, if if there was if if there was any say that I had in in, in the comedy category, I w- and obviously this would be next year, but I would like to see Dave in there because I thought Dave was fucking awesome. Just to point that out, that but, was a yeah. funny, weird show, man. And I mean, it's very yeah. adult and dirty, but it was. I I was a little off and on. Some of the episodes I thought were like had me dying, and then some of them I just for some reason they just didn't hit me right. But um, mm-hmm. actually, it was after Devs. The last episode of Devs went up. Oh, I watched I, Devs on yeah, there, too. That I canceled yep. Lulu. And I love Devs. I thought that was great. But there was just not so that much I. more. How about you, Solo? What do you have? Uh, I have, uh, well, my doctor told me. No, I'm just kidding. Uh-oh. I have a uh, amp. Oh, yeah. My doctor Netflix said I had to take a laxative. My- you remember that? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Dave, no, I don't, TV. but it sounds funny. Oh, from Van Halen, remember? Or, or... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Jeez, I've been dropping all these references, and I can't <laughs> get the obvious one. Um, 
Yeah, no, I have Amazon and Netflix. We did have Hulu, but we didn't because my uh, to watch Handmaids and my wife wanted to catch up on Empire. But then we got rid of that when Handmaids was done. Uh, so I only, I, yeah, I only have two. So I have room. I, I, I'm tempted to go Apple Plus because I, I seem to like a lot of the stuff they're promoting. Um, Disney Plus is definitely, if I had kids, I would have it. Um, yeah. I, so I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm like two because I have direct TV. So, um, you know, I got HBO Showtime, all that. So I do watch a lot of li- you know, li- live recorded TV, if you will. So okay. um, that's me. Interesting. Well, keeping in that, the first nominee in our next category is from a streaming network, and it's Best Actor. We're going right in for Best Actor in a Drama, people. Jason Bateman, Ozark. Sterling K. Brown with a Rare Network appearance. This is us. Steve Carell, The Morning Show. Brian Cox, Succession. Billy Porter. Is that on Peacock? Oh, no, that's on HBO Max. Billy Porter, Posse. Jeremy Strong. <laughs> I just realized the connection. Posse. I know, I'm sorry. Posse this with is... Mario Van Peoples and Tone Loke. That movie. I Tone, love that movie. Was Tone actually. Loke? In, was Tone yeah, Loke he was. He Hell sure yeah. Was. He was. I don't, I don't yeah. remember Tone Loke. Yeah, oh, like, yeah. Tone's in it, baby. I'm Tone Loke. Yeah, such he a did deep Heat voice. and Posse was his big run. Yeah. Hmm. Tone Loke. Tone Loke. Uh, Jeremy Strong, Succession. So, again, I got to say, you know, they nominated a lot of great shows for best drama, but then when it came to the best actor and actress, I feel like, you know, I mean, again, better call Saul. Where's Saul? You know? Yeah. He's not even fucking Bobby nominated. Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk. I mean, come on. Who, when did you, you know, if you had asked me in the 90s, or told me in the 90s that like 25 years later, Bob Odenkirk would be in the best drama on TV, starring in it, made for him, I would not believe you. And he's just amazing in it. You know, it's, it's, it's really, it, it goes to show you. But, um, man, you know, this, there's some good, I mean, Ozark, Morning Show. What do you think of this category, Mike? Um, I think I, I know I've been hearing a lot about Billy Porter and Pose. I haven't seen it, but uh, from what I've been hearing, I feel like he's probably a front runner. Uh, I know, again, we, we talked about succession and, and it's it's run. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if Ryan Cox, I'm assuming he's like I know I see that they have two nominees for best actor, yeah. which is kind of weird to me. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming Brian Cox is probably a front runner there. Um, I haven't seen any of these shows other than Ozark. And even though I absolutely love Jason Bateman, I feel like it's probably going to be Brian Cox or Billy Porter. Um, But I I haven't seen the morning show. I'm, I'm surprised, but also pleased to see Steve Carell being honored. But he didn't, I saw Um, it and he is, he's, he is like fifth lead in the show. He's not, you know what I mean? Like he's definitely in (laughs) Uh, the show and a lot of this stuff is about him and he has some great episodes and scenes, but he's really more of a supporting actor in that show. Interesting. So that's what made it surprise to me. I mean, yeah, these are all cool people. Sterling K Brown, you know, keeping the network alive. I mean, he's always great, but I think it's actually going to be Jeremy strong. 
uh, that takes it from succession. Um, But I I do. And like I said, yeah, I haven't seen Pose yet, but Billy Porter, I mean, I've seen him. uh, What was that? What what, what did they cut him off when he was doing a song? What, what, that was like an award show or something or, oh no, it was a democratic national convention. He did some crazy. I I, I like him. I think he's cool, but I think it's going to be Jeremy strong solo. You got to pick. Uh, my pick, I, I want Bateman. Um, and th- that's the only show I've seen. Uh, I'm going to go with you with Jeremy strong. I think it's going to be one of those. The only thing I'll say about Brian Cox is if your friend doesn't want fries, order him the fries because his fries become your fries. But he does the voiceovers for McDonald's commercials. Now oh, that's <laughs> I want to order fries just because Brian Cox is telling me to. But He's yeah, um, <laughs> but um, bum bum bum. He does. So yeah, I okay. don't know. Yeah. I, I'm not as thrilled about this category as I thought I'd be. Succession is definitely on my list. I'm currently rewatching. I mean, it's kind of a rewatch, but I never watched all of it. Battlestar Galactica. Uh, when I finish that, I'm going to watch finally Peaky Blinders. I know you love yeah. that solo. That's next. Oh. And Succession is next after that. I'm good. I got I watched the first episode like three times and I liked it. But then for some reason it just I don't I, I don't know, for some reason. Maybe it's I don't know. Sometimes it's hard to watch a show about a bunch of rich pricks. But I think you can have fun too watching that. I mean, you know, can't just be reality shows or shows about cults. Be careful. Be careful, Axel. When you watch Peaky Blinders, you're going to start talking like that. Offer, offer, Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders. All right, let's keep it moving. We got a lot of categories. Going to skim through some best actress, limited series or TV movie, Kate Blanchett, Miss America, Shira Haas, Unorthodox, Regina King, Watchmen, Octavia Spencer, Self Made, Carrie Washington, Little Fires Everywhere. Uh, I'm. I mean, it's Regina King. Regina yeah. King. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's go to the next category. Um, <laughs> she, uh, there's nothing. I mean, she was a, she was Watchmen. She was the star. It was really, in many ways, her show, I felt like. She's been amazing in everything. You know, Heath and I, we've been huge fans going back even before, but we loved Southland, where yeah. that was her show, too. Um, she's just amazing. She can do anything. Was Southland on uh, TNT? Yes. Yep. Uh, okay. For, but, well, next. it started. Right. It started on NBC yeah. and then switched to TNT. Yes. Oh, okay. Wait, did it do a season it, on Directv? No, I think you're thinking of Friday Night. No, Lights. I am, but I think that Southland. Oh, you might be right. I, I don't know. I think it was a for one Good. season. I think it was a co-production between TNT and the audience. You network. might be right. And yeah, because unfortunately Southland ends yeah. and they don't they canceled it. I want a Southland movie, Regina. Get oh, it happening. It was so good. That was so great, man. That was so good. Since we've since we've been making eighties references all day, all, all <laughs> night, I should say. Do you guys remember her on two two seven? Of course. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, baby. I love two two seven is the place to be. Yeah, but, so been watching Regina King for a very long time. Yeah, no, I've been, it's crazy to see where she is now. Like, man. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, I remember she had a supporting role in Jerry Maguire as Cuba Gooding's wife 
and she kind of stole scenes there, and then her movie career really started to take off, uh, probably after Southland, right? Yeah. Well, I guess movie. Oh, that and sounds about fact. right. I mean, she's doing both. I mean, but you know what I mean, like. Um, yeah, I mean, she won an Oscar. <laughs> well, so. yeah, I think you're right. I think it was Southland that made people look at her in a, maybe a new and different yes. way. Um, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, because she, oh man. She doesn't get Watchmen if she doesn't do Southland, no. I don't think. And she was great in Watchmen. Yeah. And just thinking, you know, just talking oh. about that role. I mean, she, like, like I said, she was the show. She held that show together. She gave it instant believability. And and I want to say gravitas, you know what I mean? Like when she stepped on the screen, you knew it was something was going to happen. It was time for business, right? Um, I still I still think her her peak role was uh, the leftovers, though. Yeah, that was. Oh, I forgot she was in that. Yeah, I haven't watched the leftovers. Yeah, that's uh, where Damon. That's what Damon was like. I want to make a show. With oh. you as the lead. Yeah, that's how yeah. she got Watchmen. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. You're right. Yeah. And a lot of people thought, (laughs) you know, for the third, you know how they weren't really, she was in the set season, but not as much in the next season. Was she even in the next season? She was in the next season, right? But not as much. Um, Which show? Leftovers? Leftovers, yeah. Yeah, she was in two and three. Um, But I think it was good. Yeah, because she's not much in the Watchmen season two at all. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> They're not. They dropped her from the show altogether. I, I'm t- <laughs> seeing what <laughs> they were just like. Fuck it all. Um, you know, seeing what HBO Max has been doing and how much stuff they're pumping out now, and like everybody's doing shit now. Like when CBS All Access is going to be rebranded as Paramount Plus. And like the prestige wow. thing that they're launching with is a new cut of Godfather three, along with like a 10 episode mini series about the making of the Godfather. Oh, and, you yeah, know, cause okay. it's going to be like their, be their brand, you know, I bet you that HBO does another season of Watchmen just with a different creator. And I hope to God it's not Zack Snyder. Oh my Lord. <laughs> That would be very disappointing. I I wouldn't even, I don't even think I'd watch it. Yeah. I mean, I would watch, you know, I would probably watch it. I'm going to watch that Snyder cut just to laugh at it. Cause that movie is there. It's like, let's take the shittiest movie possible and start a huge (laughs) campaign to have it remade into a shittier movie. (laughs) <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't get it. Yeah, but, how is it going to get better yeah. if Josh Whedon can't fix it? I don't know. How. It's yeah, I don't know. But I'm going to watch it, though, because, uh, you know, whatever. I watch all that shit. All right. Best actor, limited series or TV movie. Jeremy Irons, Watchmen, Hugh Jackman, Bad Education, Paul Mescal, Normal People, Jeremy Pope, Hollywood, Mark Ruffalo. I know this much is true. Um, I've seen some of these things. Some I haven't. I like Jeremy Irons and Watchmen. I don't have a real pull for this category. How about you guys? Same. Uh, I, I, I don't. I only. I've only seen Watchmen. I do want to see. I know this much is true, um, and it looks like something. Like even watching watching the trailers for it or commercials or whatever you want to call them. Uh, I thought that that looked like something where Ruffalo was crushing it. So yeah. I'm not surprised to see his name here. But I, I've only seen Watchmen out of that group and. I, I mean, I like Jeremy Irons on the show, but I'm kind of surprised that he got the best actor nomination because I don't. I feel like the guy that played uh, 
Dr. Manhattan would have been the lead actor. Maybe Irons would have been the supporting. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. Yeah. I I don't, I don't have a horse in this race. Uh, And it depends. Oh, go ahead. Solo. Oh no. Oh no. Continue. And I'll finish. I was just going to say probably what you were going to say. You never know how they're nominated by like the, the studio. You know what I mean? Like some people, he might've said like, no, Jeremy should be nominated. You know, like it's always weird the way people are nominated. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if Jeremy stops by Axel, then, <laughs> you know, we got to, um, yeah, no, I don't, I, I'm the same way. Now I didn't watch, I know this as much as true. Cause I didn't think emotionally I could handle it. <laughs> My wife watched it. You know, it's about, you know, uh, you know, mental problems. And it, Mark Ruffalo plays both brothers, like twin brothers. And the cl- some of the things that I have seen, he's going to win. Yeah. I don't, I, I think hands down though. He, I hear Hugh Jackman's really good in bad education. I haven't seen it, but I, I, I love Mark Ruffalo. So I'm rooting for him. Uh, yeah, you're right with the watch with, with the whole nominee. It's weird. Like Steve Carell, best, act, you know, Jeremy Irons. It, it, it's just, you wonder, it could be a matter of, the actors screen time maybe when you look at it it's all kind of it's all kind of the same because everything blends together and who really had the most screen time as a male actor uh in watchmen um you know i was hoping don johnson would get nominated for like limited scene, limited supporting me too. or something me too uh, it would have been fun i liked don johnson in that see my advice i knew it exactly <laughs> so it was only tubs that was uh <laughs> yeah. Well, he might have done the soundtrack of uh, <laughs> you never know. Phil Michael Thomas is a big he, singer. He so. was DJing, but, DJing on Twitch with DJ Tim Hines. Um, let's, BN4IA. <laughs> BN4IA.com. Uh, by the way, I do have to say, Mike, that that show you did with um, Delvin and DJ, what was the other dude's name? Uh, which show? The serial one? Yeah, the serial one. Uh, Adam Nutter. That was very funny. And I really, you, I wish you guys could do that as a weekly or something. Just to, that whole, all four of you, because it was hilarious. I mean, even in the beginning when you were just roasting DJ while he's trying to do his pro intro, because <laughs> um, I love doing that. I always try to fuck with him when he does those intros. I'll be like, oh, dude, yeah. I just like trying to mess with him a little bit. Um, but that was, and then he was just bringing it to, that was a great podcast. But anyway, um, let's move it to supporting actress comedy, Alex Borstein, Mrs. Maisel, Betty Gilpin, Glow, Darcy Gard- Carden, The Good Place, Marin Hinkle, Mrs. Maisel, Kate McKinnon's SNL, Annie Murphy, Shits Creek, Yvonne Orji, Insecure, Cecily Strong, Saturday Night Live. Well, this- I think you said Eddie Murphy at first. I did like, Eddie Murphy. Oh, Eddie <laughs> Murphy. Like Eddie Sorry. Murphy's in Shit's Creek. Axel Foley. <laughs> um, I um, like we talked. I'm not so much into the comedies here. Um, I like it. Uh, it's always interesting how they throw like Saturday Night Live into this. Again, a weird. You know what I mean? Like. Didn't it used yeah. to have its own category? Yes. For yeah. It would yeah. have. Yeah. Okay. It was interesting. I don't know. They just do it now. But um, I, th- I think Betty Gilpin is going to win because again, and it's like, it's almost not fair because glow is really like a drama. Um, 
and uh, just like insecure, you know, it'd be good to see like one of the women from SNL win. But then again, it's like, how long has Kate McKinnon been on SNL? It's like these people just, man, they stay on this show too long. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't, I, again, I don't have a horse in this race yeah, either, either, but I'm kind of, I'm kind of surprised to see two Saturday Night Live folks on here, but, and I wouldn't be surprised if Kate McKinnon won. Like she's been getting a whole lot of, uh, getting a whole lot of props for her recent, her recent runs on Saturday Night Live, but I haven't seen it. So I, I can't really, I haven't seen any of these. Well, no, I've seen Insecure, but I don't even know who Annie Murphy plays on Schitt's Creek. Uh, so I, I haven't played Plus Axel Foley. That. Uh, yeah. Oh, all right. That's, right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I think she's the daughter. And then Alex Borstein, I know um, I haven't seen Ms. Maisel, but I know that's the, uh, I, I know Alex Borstein from, uh, she was on uh, that Mad TV sketch show. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Back in the 90s, I think. And I know she voices uh, Lois on Family Guy. Interesting. Uh, and that's all I know about her. So, yeah, again, I don't really have a, I don't really have a pick on this one. I have no idea. Yeah, Darcy uh, Carden on the Good Place. She's good. She plays Janet, and she's fantastic. So it'd be cool to see her win. But I don't know. What about you, Solo? Do you have any dogs in this fight? Uh, no, I have no dogs in this. Maybe that's fight. not the right thing to say for the supporting actor. Yeah, I was category. just about to. I was trying to change something else, but yeah, <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> I, I was like, yeah, I don't know. Bad you from this. I, I haven't. Yeah, I have no person in this fight. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna get. I'm going dark horse. Annie Murphy's gonna win. Okay. All right. um, Kate McKinnon, though, to me, doesn't she remind you of that other Saturday Night Live alum, uh, Bridesmaids? What's her name? Um, uh, Kristen something or other. Kristen, Kristen Wig. Wig. Yeah. yeah. Wig. They yeah, do, yeah. They do like the same kind of thing. Like when I see Kate McKinnon in like yesterday and other movies, she does like the same thing. I agree. I and, agree with you. And it just, I mean, she's talented. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just like, they could be sisters. I mean, I just, it's the same. Getting old. She does it damn I, well. Yeah. yeah just, They're great. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. No, they, no, without a doubt. I just, uh, uh, yeah. So, so I guess with SNL, you either leave too early or stay on too long. Um, but but yeah, they're talented. So who who am I to? Uh, it's just you know just a little observation. But yeah, I, I really don't know. I realize these shows aren't in my wheelhouse. So yeah, uh, I feel I feel pretty insecure that I haven't watched Sits Creek on Saturday nice. Night Live. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice, one. well done. Um, yeah, man, I just wish that Lauren Michael would retire because SNL is just dumb. Like. It's not even the news part. It's just they're not, they're doing, it's everyone, they are the originator and then whole shows. I mean, Jon Stewart is basically the news segment of SNL as a show, right? And they created right. this, these formats, but they never, they just go back, like kind of sit on their laurels and they're like, Everybody's like, SNL, oh my God, they do it in one week. Isn't it amazing? No, it's not. You're professional <laughs> actors. It's not that amazing to read a cue card. It's really not. You don't, you know what I mean? Like, and laugh all I the time. And <laughs> you, well, but Heath, you should know that. No, no. They, no. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just think that it's a mystique. And I freaking hate that dude, Pete. What's his name? He's so annoying. 
who has been on that show. Pete David. Do you know that dude's been on that yeah. show for like seven years? That's it. <laughs> uh, it's like, it seems forever. When is he going to be funny? Yeah. When is he going to say something funny? And it's not going to be about him dating somebody or having a big schlong or something. I, I mean, I just, I don't care. Anyway, moving on. Supporting yes. actor in a comedy. <laughs> Mahershala <laughs> Ali. Rami. Alan Arkin. Kaminsky Method. Andre Brower. Always love him. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Uh, actually, I just watched um, uh, Men of a Certain Age, which is on HBO Max which was with Ray Romano, um, the guy from Quantum Leap, and Andre Brown, Scott Bakula. It is great if you're a man in your 40s or maybe yeah, 40s or 50s. 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 you got to watch that show. It's so great, and I wish that it had continued. It's really great. Two really great seasons. Um, William Jackson Harper, Cheedy from The Good Place, Dan Levy, Schitt's Creek, also the creator and writer. Uh, Tony Shaloub. The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Keenan. Monk. Yeah, Monk. Keenan Thompson, yeah. Saturday Night Live. I really don't have much to say about this category, but I hope Andre Brower wins. That's all I have to say. <laughs> I, I I want to point out, just kind of going over this, that I the Mrs. Maisel cast is stacked. Yeah. I didn't know this had so many big names. I didn't know there's yeah. so many yeah. big names in it. Yep. Um, I also hope Andre Brower wins. I loved Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I haven't watched it in a couple years, but um, I... I did watch it maybe like the first four seasons or something like that. And I thought he's awesome on that show. So yeah. I, I, I would pull for him. Solo. Yeah. Uh, I'm going Andre Brower. Nice. I, I, I love homicide life on the street. Love him. Uh, I do have to say, uh, one of my good friends and cast member of the star city murders, Abby Trevetti. He's been in, uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Mom, and the Kaminsky Method on this list. So nice. just want to wow. shout out to him. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Uh, Is that yeah. the guy that podcasts Bub and Catfish? Is that him? No, no. Oh, that's another. No. That's not Catfish? <laughs> that's more. That's Mork. Oh, no, that's Mork. Oh, okay. I thought... Mork's the producer. Catfish is the actor. Wait, is it Bubba, Catfish? Who's... One of them is a an actor, right? Which one is it? Matt? Maybe it's Matt. I think Catfish. Matt. I think Catfish, Catfish. Catfish oh, okay. is the actor, right? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, Catfish has been. <laughs> oh. oh, I'm only fucking well, we, around. We both <laughs> fell for that one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did. Well, yeah, we we've been catfished. <laughs> we've been catfished. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I love Andre Brower, but I don't have. I, I haven't seen any of these shows. So all right, let's but, move yeah, on. Yeah, you're right oh, about oh. the cast. Let's move on. All right, let's. You're right about. Let's move on. Um, supporting, <laughs> supporting actress in a drama, <laughs> Helena Bonham Carter. I call her Helena Bonham. <laughs> Bonham. <laughs> it sounds better that way. Helena, Helena Bonham Carter. Um, the Crown. I, I, I agree. That's <laughs> Laura Dern. Big Little Lies. Julie Garner. Julia Garner. Ozark. Tandy Newton, Westworld, the only nomination for Westworld. Sarah Snook, Succession. Fiona, Fiona Shaw, Killing Eve. Meryl Streep, Big Little Lies. Samara Wiley, The Handmaid's Tale. Um, I will start off with this one, unless does anyone else want to start off? Supporting actress in a drama. No, go for no. it, Roddy. Yeah, yeah, you go ahead. Okay. Yeah, no, you're the host. Oh, wow, I just hit my mic. Ooh. Um, I'm going to go with... Ow! Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's just my arm. Um, I, I, I don't know. This is a tough one because I think, again, uh, 
there's I've seen a lot of these, but I also can think of just so I just think that there was maybe there's just a lot of great actresses having supporting roles. But, um, you know, I don't know. I mean, Meryl Streep, maybe they love to give movie stars the Emmys. She was great in Big Little Lies, but she wasn't like she had a couple great scenes. Um, But overall, I'm going to have to think I think Julia Garner is going to win for Ozark again. I think she won last year. Who does she play on Ozark? Is she Ruth? Yes. Yeah. She's Ruth. Oh, yeah. Okay. Then, yeah, Uh, that's going to be my pick. Yeah. She's great. I mean, I love Laura Dern. She's so tall and sexy. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I started thinking about Laura Dern. Hey, whoa, uh, whoa, she whoa. Is, ooh, She's gorgeous, man. Um, Tandy Newton, too, also. Westworld. I don't know. You know, it's kind of weird that she's nominated for Westworld, and that was a season where she did the absolute least. That's, um, now, that's exactly, that's, that is literally why I highlighted this category. Yeah, it's just uh, weird. Uh, uh, this is. Yeah, I'm like I, this didn't seem like her season to be to be nominated. Well, but. HBO got her in there, you know. HBO um, version. No. Yep. So, what do you think, Solo? You know, it's a tough category. Um, I thought Meryl Streep was great in Big Little Lies, but it's I feel like it was so long ago. Yeah. Um, uh, but she really did. The, the role she played, my gosh, you like hated her, but you knew she was kind of right. But, you know, so um, Julia Gardner, I, I loved her in season three. Season two, she got annoying to me, probably because we're binging it. Her character was like, oh, my God, enough already. But it really turns around in season three for me. And so uh, and I love some hell on a bottom Carter, uh, the crown, even though I don't watch the crown. Uh I'm going to go Laura Dern here. I, I think she steals Ooh, the show so. in Big Little Lions. I'm, Laura Dern is who I want to win and who I think will win. Uh, but though Julia Gardner, I have, I have this feeling yeah. she may sneak out a victory. Anything else to say about this category, Mike? Uh, no, I think we can move on. Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm in agreement with Heath that I think it's probably going to be Julia Garner. Yeah. But I would not be surprised or upset if it's Meryl Streep or Laura Dern. Right. Yeah. All right. Supporting actor in a drama, Nicholas Braun and Kiernan Culkin, both from Succession, HBO, Billy Crudup and Mark Duplass, the amazing multi-talented Mark Duplass. He can write, he can direct, he can act, he can sing, he can dance. He's amazing. Um, For the morning show, Apple TV Plusy. Um, Giancarlo Esposito, Better Call Saul, Matthew McFadden, Succession, three people from Succession, Bradley Whitford, The Handmaid's Tale. I don't know why I said Handmaids, but I did. And Jeffrey, <laughs> <laughs> and Je- Jeffrey Wright, Wasp World. I mean, West World. <laughs> I'm becoming very waspy today on the show. Um, West World. Jeffrey Wright, West World. Um, what do you think, Solo? Uh, well, I haven't seen Succession, but I'm a big Ripper Street fan, and Matthew McFadden is the nice. lead yeah. in that show with Jerome Flynn. Uh, love me some Billy Crudup. I'm a Billy Crudup guy, me but too. I haven't seen, wow, a lot of Jesus Succession. Jesus' son. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great. Um, Bradley Woodford and Han Maid's Tale. Um, <laughs> he's fantastic. This is tough. I think Jeffrey Wright sneaks it out, but I'm probably wrong. It's probably someone from okay. Succession. Uh, 
who I want to win. You know, Jeffrey Wright, even though I wasn't a huge Westworld fan this season. I mean, I enjoyed it, but I wasn't like, but I think he's done such great work that I'm going with, I want, I want a little Jeffrey Wright to win. Hmm. If this were for Westworld season two, and I believe that this is for season three, because season yeah. two was like five oh, years it ago. It's season oh, three. Right. Again, oh. this was a season where Jeffrey Wright did almost nothing in West. I mean, he oh, was yep. right. Like, You're right. I don't yeah. get why he's nominated in this category. All but, right. Matthew McFade yeah. is my pick then. Matthew. Matthew all right. <laughs> but I have to say, right, for the morning show, Billy Crudup and Mark Duplass were two of the people who I were thinking had bigger roles than Steve Carell. And they were fantastic. Crudup was great in this. Um, but I'm going to go with Giancarlo Esposito because, oh, I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. You, you got to go with Homicide Gus. Life on the Street alone. Yeah, baby. They're, they're everywhere. But it's Gus, man. It's, you know, I mean, he's, this is the it man, is you know, it's, he was, and he was amazing in this season. He really, this was his best season of Better Call Saul. So, um, I'm down with it. I'm down with him, but uh, I like all of them. I like all of them. Bradley Whitford was great in the handmaid's tale, but he was hardly in it. Um, yep. so, yeah, that's why I didn't pick him. Yeah. yeah. I don't Mike. What do you think? I, you guys have already echoed my thoughts. I, I, I had the same thought about Whitford and Wright, both like this. They, they didn't do much in these seasons. So I, I was leaning toward, uh, Esposito as well. Cause I, I, I haven't seen success in our morning show. Um, I'm thinking someone from Succession will probably win just off the fact that it's got three nominations in one category, yeah. which is crazy for supporting actor. But um, yeah, my, my pick is Esposito, but I, I'm thinking probably a Succession person will win. Uh, I, I don't, uh, Macaulay Culkin's brother is on that show, and he's doing yeah. good enough to get nominations. So. He's great. <laughs> he is great at yeah. He, he can't even say his first name. He can't say Macaulay Culkin's brother. I love it. If I could say if I could say Macaulay, I could say Kieran. So I, I can pull it off. <laughs> I can pull uh, it off. He might be home alone. So okay. that's true. Ah, uh, my son loves that. <laughs> um, all right, let's keep it moving. We only got two more categories: yeah. supporting let's actress and supporting actor, both in a limited series or movie. And we're talking about these mostly for Watchmen. And also, mm-hmm. unbelievable. So let's start with actress Uzu Aduba, Mrs. America, Tony Collette, unbelievable, Margot Martindale, Mrs. America, Gene Smart, Watchmen, Holland Taylor, Hollywood, Netflix show. Uh, I, I think that was Ryan Murphy. Tracy Ullman, Mrs. America. The Oh, the Tracy Ullman show, which was, can anyone name what long-running Show there you go. Um, <laughs> I knew you guys would get it. Um, I'm gonna yeah, go. I on. loved Tony Collette in Unbelievable. She was. Re- I, I I I'm gonna go, and I think Mike, you agree, right? Because you have it highlighted. I'm gonna pick her. She was fantastic. So that is part of the reason I have it highlighted. But the other part of the reason was, and it kind of ties into the category we just talked about with Succession and Morning Show having all those nominations. I, I think it's a borderline Kim Wexler travesty that Merritt Weaver is yeah. not also nominated. I agree. I, 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 I'm, I'm shocked. Merritt Weaver and even the even um, what's there? Caitlin Dever, the one who played the girl. Uh, like, I yes. can't believe she's not nominated as well. Good point. So, uh, yeah. I, 
but yeah, I, I thought I thought Tony Collette was great, but I I actually thought Merritt Weaver was better uh, on the show. Merritt Weaver was phenomenal, and I'm, I'm really I'm perturbed <laughs> to not see her here. But yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with Tony Collette here. Solo. Yeah, I think Tony Collette will win, even though I haven't watched Unbelievable. But Jean Smart was so good. She was. Oh she was great. God. You're right. You're I'm just, rooting yeah. for her. She just she had that role down like a science. Um, and, and she was just phenomenal. But I, you know, but I, I have a feeling. I know I'm going to love Unbelievable, and I'm a big Tony Collette fan. So um, even little Margot Martindale. I, I, yeah. What a, I was ever gonna, since I was that season. That. Every ever since season two of Justified, she had you know the Americans every she, everything she I mean not, she's been doing great work, but Justified you know got her to this next level at late in her career, really and I did. love that story. Yeah. I love that. Me too. It's have great you seen to her? See have it. you seen Miss America? No, no, no. I haven't seen it. I believe isn't it? Is it about the ERA, the Equal Right uh, Rights Amendment? I'm like, it's about baseball. <laughs> <laughs> ERA. I think it is. I think it is. And I, I would, I would like to watch it, but that was, I think Hulu. And we, I think my wife and I were talking oh, yeah. about watching it and then we canceled Hulu. So when we get it back at some point, I'd like to check that out. Speaking of justified, Caitlin Dever is, isn't she a justified alum as well? Wasn't she, uh, the little girl, the, um, yeah. yeah. Oh gosh, I can't remember her name, but yeah. Loretta. Was that it? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Loretta. Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, she's phenomenal and justified. Yeah, she was. So again, a travesty that she's not here as well. Because, uh, well, she would have been a lead actress, I would think, from uh, from that. But yeah, I, I can't. I can't believe Tony Collette's the only one nominated. All right. Well, let's keep it moving. Our last category: supporting Yay. actor in a limited series or movie. First up, Evan Agee. <laughs> what? Evan Agee. <laughs> He was nominated? What? what? For the Lost Podcast he did 10 years ago? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just pulled that Good reference job, out of my man. ass. Good job. <laughs> um, all right. Here, let's keep it real. Keep it real, people. <laughs> we keep it real on this show. I'm losing it. Now. Yeah, we do. Supporting actor, yeah. limited series or a movie, Yaya Abdul-Mateen, the second Watchmen, uh, Jovan Adepo, Watchmen, Titus Burgess, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Interesting. Lewis Gossett Jr., Watchmen, Dylan McDermott, and Jim Parsons for Hollywood. Um, I got to go with Yaya. He was fantastic. I thought that um, the physical, the amount of physical acting that his character had to do, and let's maybe, spoiler alert, or we won't mention who he eventually plays in the show or whatever, but the way the character changed and he changed I with think, it. I like, think I gave it away earlier, actually. Oh, I know. I was hoping you wouldn't mention that. Um, but I, I'm not sure if I did, but I might have. He was great. And it was, uh, it was a great role. And he was fantastic. And I thought he was fantastic before that transformation took place. I think if you go What's back. To, Nurse Jackie? Yeah, exactly. He was Nurse Jackie? He's, he's stealing the drugs for her. Um, but I think if you go back even to the podcast, I was saying early on, I was like, wow, this guy, there's something like he is these he they cast him for some reason you know like you could just tell he was kind of took over the screen so i'm going with uh yaya yeah 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 and i like saying yaya, yaya too. sisterhood yeah 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 sisterhood of the traveling pants exactly 
That was my obscure Busta Rhymes reference doing that. Oh, Busta. Um, oh I remember that. Uh, uh, so so who does who does this? Yep, that was this. Yep, that's the one. <laughs> who is this jo- Joven Adepo? Who who is he on Watchmen? Um, you was know he the cop in the flashback. Yes, you're right. He he was uh, Regina King's dad. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because if you notice, like Titus Burgess, it's for one episode. So the the supporting actor limited series or movie, you you, you can have one episode, guys, or, you know. Wait, was he so playing her what? dad? Or, no, he wasn't playing her dad. He was playing her grandfather. Yes, yeah, he was playing her. I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, you're, I mean, Watchmen was so complicated. But yeah, he was playing Louis Gossett Jr., Oh. The younger version? Yeah, who's also nominated. So they're nominated for the same character. Wait, is that, I'm sorry, is that the same, that one episode where we had the flashback? Yeah. Of, that I, was that was the Lewis. I think so. I'm going to look it up right it? now just to make sure that we are Because he played Hooded Justice? Hooded Justice? Is that? Yeah, that's that's who I was thinking you guys were talking about. Yes. The, that was who we, yep, that was it. Yeah. That, that, that's that, him. That episode. Okay. Yeah, okay. That episode, oh my lord, one of the best. That was great, exactly. Jeez, oh, yeah. He, if he yeah, wins that, too, that would be great. Well, I, I'm still gonna go with yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Sisterhood, yeah, yeah. I like it. All right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, wait, wait, wait! Oh. I gotta go with my pick. Oh, okay. Solo. <laughs> I'm going with my boy Louis Gossett Jr. because I went to Syracuse with his son Sati. Was a good dude, and I love Lewis Gossett Jr. So I'm going. I'm going old school. Let's. I hope he wins, man. Uh, but any other any other Watchmen win, I'll be happy too. Um, but I, I love Lewis Gossett Jr. so much. I'm going to agree with you, and I'm also going to go so far as to say, if we want to throw it back to the '80s here, that I always thought Iron Eagle was a better movie than Top Gun. Oh, Lewis Gossett Jr. You know, baby. That's a great movie. Jason Gedrick. Yep. They made like 12 of those. They did. (laughs) They sure did. (laughs) And I think Louis Gossett Jr. was in 11 of them. I think you are. I think you are. Hey, man, collect that paycheck. You got to work, baby. Collect that paycheck. Hey, actors act, right? Uh, All right. What a show, guys. This was a lot of fun. Any uh, anything else we want to chat about? Anything? uh, Anybody want to say anything? This is good. A lot of I think next year is going to be an interesting year because there's so many crazy streaming shows that popped up and so many things are delayed. I wonder, you know, if this is going to be a different kind of Emmys the next time when it comes back. Um but it was good to see a lot of shows, but still it's crazy that the Emmys has so broadened. I mean, remember back when like everyone from modern family was nominated and that was the only comedy <laughs> people nominated. Right. So yeah. it's really expanded. But then when you start diving down into like the three to five to 600 you know, uh, live action shows that are released every year. There's so many people missing, you know, like I think about, um, what was that show on Netflix? Uh, oh gosh. Right. Everybody says that. What was that show on Netflix? But there was just so many different shows that could, that I think Nicholas Cage as Joe 
Tiger oh, King or whatever. That's going to be amazing, <laughs> man. Joe Piscopo. I'm so sick of the whatever. Tiger King shit. And Carol Baskin, like, I don't really give a shit, but all I care about is Nick Cage. That has me sold. <laughs> oh, he'll be great. He'll be great. It was great for, like, the week we discussed. It was the beginning of COVID. It was something crazy. And then and then it was done. And I, I didn't even watch that special episode they released. That I didn't even watch it. I did. It was a waste of time. Yeah, well, yeah that's that's right. That's right. It just yeah. the, the whole thing should have just been called "White People on Meth." That should have just been the name <laughs> of that because getting was, uh, expired food. Yeah, it's like yeah. crazy pet people on meth. You know, like it was. It's too much. Oh, but Nick Cage boy. will bring it to a new dimension oh, of reality. God. He'll be. Oh my god, that's the greatest Love casting him. ever. Love him. All right. <laughs> Well, before we go, I thought I would quickly ask, because I wanted to um, give a shout out. Recently, my wife and I, one show each that you all have been watching that you want to shout out. Um, And uh, this is a weird one, but I'm going to say I like it. Away on Netflix. This is a show about a woman goes off to Mars and her husband's at home. It's with uh, Hilary Swank and Josh Charles. It's really cheesy. It is from the guys um, who did the guy, Jason Cat Catmiss, or I can't. I know if I'm pronouncing his name right. Who did Parenthood? Um, And it's really like if if like a network made a really good like kind of cheesy family drama, and it has enough space to keep you interested. And I have to say, I was quite taken away with the show. I like it a lot. Oh, Mike, do you have one selection before we leave? Sure. Um, Well, we've already we talked about it briefly at the beginning. But if I have to pick one that I'm watching right now that I'd recommend it be Raised by Wolves. Um, It's it's been it's I mean, it's 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 really hitting my sci fi, uh, my sci fi needs right now. So um, as a matter of fact, as soon as we wrap this up, I'm going to go watch those two episodes that came out. So uh yeah, that, that's going to be my one. And then I've, I, I know you said one, but I'm going to break the rule here. Um, yes. I've also been watching. Uh, I've also been watching Umbrella Academy, which I know a lot of people have seen, and I know it's not new or anything like that. I just started it, but I've, I've, I've found that to be like a like a guilty pleasure kind of show. Um, it's it's been it's been fun. So I, I, I kind of I'm kind of enjoying that too. And I heard the second season is better than the first one. So um, I'm about halfway through the first season, and it's been fun. So. Um, yeah, I've been enjoying that. Yeah, I like both of those. And to me, right now, Raised by Wolves is the best show on TV. I absolutely love it. I mentioned Away because people might not want to watch it, think it's too cheesy. And I actually kind of like it if you miss those kind of family shows that I like shows like that, like Parenthood. But Raised by Wolves, man, that, ooh, I love that shit. That is awesome. <laughs> the, the mythics versus the atheists robots crazy <laughs> creatures i love it man it is weird it's a bunch of actors you never saw before which i really yeah. like except for the one dude from vikings travis kimmel or timmel i think his name is um, was it oh no i'm sorry go ahead no that's it that's all i was gonna say oh uh, uh was isn't the guy who um who played their their leader or whatever um what is it isn't is that What's his name? Damal Dom, Gleason or something? Was no. that him with a beard? No, oh, I, I know who you're talking like about. But you have seen he's him before. Yeah, he's he's been in other things. You're right. You probably who is, he, who is that then? He's just a guy who's he been looks in like a Charlie lot of shows. Hunnam. Yeah, they 
Oh no, that's like that's who I'm no, talking about. Not Charlie. No, not him. The guy who plays there, who played their leader. The, the uh, what was his name? The what they call him? The older guy. Oh, fuck. Yeah, oh, man. Let me let me try to look it up. But they, okay. they he played. Uh, he played the uh, the leader of the what what they call Mithaic or whatever. Yeah, Mithaic. Yeah, he played the leader. Uh, no, it wasn't. I know who you're talking about. It wasn't. It wasn't him. But you, that guy. Okay. I think most of the cast is like Norwegian, and um, you have seen him. He's been in films before. That guy who played the the um, okay. head like they had a name for him. It started with an E. That that's. I'm drawing a blank on yeah. right now. Yeah, but that's uh, it's really man. good. Solo, you got to say any emperor? But that's not it. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, what, I, I'm preparing because we do our end of the year. Our favorite shows of 2020 uh, will be this year. So, like, I'm keeping a list, and so I don't forget anything. Um, the Alienist is back, which yes. I've been enjoying. Uh, that's that's just a great show. It's dark and. It it can be slow, but it, it's you got a little Roose Bolton on this season mm-hmm. from Game of Thrones. Uh, but uh, the the show I'm going to recommend that I don't know if anyone watched it came out I think in April. Right, it was Briar Patch on USA Andy Greenwald's show. No, I didn't uh, watch it. Oh, you didn't watch it? Oh, yeah, no. it's with Rosario Dawson. Yeah, watch Briar Patch. That's in my top five so far this year. It's like Twin Peaks meets. A little Guy Ritchie movie meets Quentin Tarantino. It's got all those elements in there. Cool. Um, yeah, it's a really good show. Rosario Dawson's phenomenal. And there's this actor in it. He was on this show, Surface, uh, a canceled show way back when. I remember that uh, show. And he's on, I forget the actor's name, but he, he, he plays like a drug dealer type uh, guy in the, in the town. And he's phenomenal. Uh, sorry, I don't remember his name offhand. Um, so, yeah, but it's funny because... We're rewatching Alias and Prison Break right now. <laughs> so, oh, it's so good. Uh, it's oh, been a while since man. I've seen those shows. Dude, first Just, season of Prison Break is one of the best all time single network seasons of television. That was great. Oh, it's intense. Now, it's, it, you com- know, it, it goes downhill, but I watched every second of everything of Prison Break, but it goes crazy. But yeah, that it first gets season a, is it tight. Gets, yeah, it gets to a point where I told, even told my wife, I said, listen, because she's watching it for the first time, it, it's, it gets very unrealistic, but you love the characters so much that yeah. it's just, <laughs> just you just go it. with it. Yeah, yeah. because yeah, there's so much that goes on in the episodes. It's just constant. It's kind of like 24 in a way where it's fast paced and stuff always happens. It gets absolutely ridiculous, but it's great. But you're right. That's season one. Rewatching that for the first time. Wow. I enjoyed it so much. No, Briar Patch. Briar Kids, Patch. Briar Patch. Night. What was the first one you USA. mentioned before Briar Patch? Oh, The Alienist, the right. new uh, second season. I wanted to say The Alienist. I like the way they changed this season, and this season is really more about the L. Fanning character. Yeah, yeah. And it's really, it kind of becomes her show, and she's great in it. And that was a great decision that they made, I thought, that they kind of, I don't know if that's the way the book is, because it is based on the mm-hmm. second book in the series. But I, I was enjoying, like right away, I was like, oh, good. They made a good choice to kind of turn the show towards her, um, because she's fantastic. But I've enjoyed, we've have like two episodes left to go on that. TNT, they just, I don't know why they did it, 
but they just dropped that in like two weeks. They did like two episodes every two other episodes a night. Yeah, yeah, it was. I don't know. They could have kept the you know kept it going. There's nothing on TV, but it just went away. Like nobody paid attention to it. I hope it gets a yeah, third and season. I, have, I do have recorded Snowpiercer. I haven't watched yet. Um, I don't I know if not it's like gotten that. good reviews yeah. or not. I no, no good. No, I just. It was kind of all over the place. Didn't really know what it was. Wasn't just wasn't mm. really that good. Yeah, all it's right. weird because they're already like predicting a new season this winter, and I'm like, wow, they have a shot. Oh, and we got don't we have Fargo coming out soon? Yeah, Chris Rock. Yes, oh. ten days coming out. Awesome. I think the twenty seventh. Yeah. All right. Yeah, and um, also another great show that just premiered. It's been a while since we potted, so I keep on yapping. Um, the third day on HBO Max, HBO with Jude Law. Weird, cool show. Good, good show. Got a little bit of uh, the Wicker Man vibes going on in it. A little bit of. Um, uh, I heard it's got leftovers vibe. Yeah, leftovers vibe. I think that gets more into the into later. That was a review that I saw, but it's really it's a it's a. It's really interesting, and Jude Law's awesome. It's shot really well. It's creepy. I think you'd really dig it, Solo. Good acting in it. Oh, cool. The third day. Um, and, and really quick, what was the, the Challenger show on, on – was it Netflix you recommended earlier? I think it's called Challenger. Okay, I thought it was Away, but then Away is a different thing. Yeah, no, Away is <laughs> okay. – yeah, Away is fictitious. But who knows? It could end up like they're going to Mars in a way. Challenger, the final flight. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Adding it right now. A lot to watch this weekend. A lot of good things coming. Yeah. A lot of things coming Jesus. out. Well, listen, guys, this has been fantastic. Hey, Mike, before we go, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you on the interwebs? Sure. Uh, so you can find me on Twitter, Michael underscore Aaron. I have, as we mentioned at the top of the show, I got one mic, a uh, new podcast I just started doing by myself. Uh, you can find that one on Twitter at one mic pod. And then, of course, I have What Up Though podcast, which I've been doing for uh, probably like six, seven years at this point. Uh, and you can find that at What Up Though podcast uh, on Twitter. That's W-U-D-D-O-E. <laughs> what? Oh, no. W-U-D-U-P-D-O-E podcast uh, on Twitter. Awesome. And I will put a link to the show notes in the show notes to the pod as well. Cool. Solo. Where can we find you in, like, say we were going to Pathmark? What aisle would you be in? <laughs> I'd be in aisle 17. Okay, cool. Uh, Clean well, up in I, aisle 17. But if, not, if, <laughs> but if, yeah, if there's no cleanup in aisle 17, you can find me on the Twitter at, at Heath Actor or, or at CE Pictures. I'm not as on Twitter as I used to be, uh, just life and everything. But I'm, I'm going to try to try to get on there a little more and reconnect with everyone. Um, it's funny cause that, what up though? I, I was like, cause there's a song by ice cube called Jack and for beats. And, it, and, they, and they say that it, it just, so when, when I heard that name of the podcast, I'm like, Oh my God, that's awesome. Anyway, sorry. I just, a uh, little flashback to the nineties for me again, but yeah, 90s, no, baby. uh, find me on the Twitter there and, uh, and try to do some more pods with the follow. And, uh, it was a pleasure. Thanks for, uh, including me in this sleepover. Yeah. <laughs> that's good am i the big spoon or the little spoon oh uh, you're the kenny loggins of the group. nice there you go <laughs> well this has been wonderful thank you everyone for downloading our show 
You can, of course, go to DVRpodcast.com where you can find out about all our wonderful podcasts. We covered many of the shows we talked about. Watchmen, Better Call Saul. Check that out. You can go to patreon.com slash DVR and become a patron and support this wonderful show. I hope to be back next week with somebody, maybe Gareth, (laughs) maybe Ken, Maybe, maybe Justin, I've been Justin, shout out. Justin Thomas has been covering raised by wolves over on the YouTube. I wanted to try to jump on and talk about that with him. We'll have to see, but, uh, this has been fun. It's been the the first podcast in the new podcast studio. I gave over, uh, my office, my wife's of course at home working COVID. So we painted and she's got a whole new office here. And so it's my back is feeling good on her nice chair that her company bought for us. And uh, this has been a great night. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Mike, for coming on. Thank you, Heath, for your time and your energy. Peace out, everybody. Peace. All right. That was fantastic, guys. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, fun time. Job. Yeah, that was fun to get. That was nice. That was nice. One of the best parts about podcasting is getting to know the listeners and making new friends. And one of those friends is Andy. You may have heard me mention him before on one of our many podcasts. And Andy and his wife, Claire, are looking to adopt. So if you or anybody you know is considering adoption for their baby, please consider the loving family of Andrew and Claire. They're a home study approved adoptive family of three living on a farm in southern Minnesota with a dog, Barney, and two turtles. They're able to adopt from anywhere in the United States and would love to answer any questions you may have. To learn more about them, check out their Facebook page at Andrew and Claire Adopt or on Instagram at Andrew underscore and underscore Claire underscore adopt. You can also email them at Andrew and Claire Adopt at gmail.com. So again, if you or anyone you know is considering adoption for their baby, reach out at andrewandclairadopt at gmail.com. Thanks.